Timmy, today on the podcast, we have AJ Andrews, pro softball player, host, all-around badass female. We talk about these quarantine times, what she's been doing. She's been doing a phenomenal job with some Instagram takeovers. We talk about women's sports in general. Everything from women's pay to eyeballs to brand deals to even potentially intertwining male and female with different sports. And how this quarantine time has actually turned into a positive for her because it's allowed her a lot more freedom to be creative. I love how a lot of people are really starting to think differently. She certainly is one of those people we hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening. AJ Andrews live from from Clearwater, Florida. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Back home. How crazy is all this, this, this stuff right now? Yeah, it's wild. I mean, honestly, I'm not complaining. I feel like for me, I'm someone that's always on the go, always moving. So to be able to really have this time of a lot of self-reflection and really kind of get back to the other aspects of my life that I was passionate about that I had to put off for quite a while because I was so busy has been really fulfilling for me. And definitely being able to jump into new projects that I didn't really have time to do before. So I'm taking full advantage, but it yeah. is it is definitely still a crazy, crazy fact that this is why I'm now taking full advantage. Yeah, yeah. as you should. What What's some of the things that you're taking advantage of and doing? Yeah, so personally, I am extremely into health and skincare. And anytime anyone speaks to me, it's always asking me what I do to take care of my skin. It's very, everything I do is very, very holistic, so very plant-based. So I'm actually working on trying to start a skincare line currently. And I'm also, I want to be an on-camera talent. So I actually had a lot of things in the works moving forward to create my own show. And now what I'm doing is kind of, showing me like proof of concept so I'm creating a podcast and that's going to be all softball players for one and then a second one is just for women in sports and I'm actually just started a show which uh, you know we talked about before mm -hmm. where on Players Tribune it's called At Home with AJ so I'm talking a lot of the really just dope women in sports and just what it is that they're doing currently to get through this quarantine time while also just staying focused on whatever sport it is that they play, but still having fun. Yeah. I, 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 uh, well, first off, Megan, Megan texts me back in between our last combo and says two is going to be best each day. Just FYI, if that's possible, okay. either day works, but two, 2 PM Eastern standard is, is better. Uh, Megan Anderson, who we work with, we've talked about on here before, um, but she's obviously the same badass woman. Got some cool stuff. Um, and I'll, we'll talk a little bit off here about like where I think you can kind of take that. Uh, but I, I tuned into your first one with uh, Caitlin Ohashi. Yeah. Who's a, a gymnast, poet, photographer. And I, yeah. I told you, and I said this right after I listened. So I go on my, uh, I usually go on like 10 a.m. here. I go on a run. If my son's up, who's uh, seven months, seven months old, if he's up, I'll take him on the run and we'll just go and I'll get a little workout in just to get out of the house for a little bit. And so usually I'll turn into tune in now to an Instagram live instead of a podcast. So I, I listened to almost the whole thing with you and Caitlin. And I, I told you immediately, I, th I said, I thought this was great. I don't give a damn about poetry. Like that's not my thing, but I thought it was super interesting. And it kept me listening on to like, cause so explain kind of how you did it and what, and what you guys were talking about. 
Yeah, so at home with AJ, basically, it's more than just the conversations. You know, I feel like everyone now has a live and they're, you know, having those kind of conversations you can't have in person. But with what I wanted to do was it to be more interactive. So it was almost that the athletes are able to teach what it is they're doing. So Caitlin, she writes poetry. And what I really wanted to learn from it is how I could really put my thoughts as an athlete, what I wanted to achieve. And instead of just journaling, which a lot of athletes do, put it in a poetry form. So make it more precise. And we kind of dove into more about why that would be more helpful for an athlete. And it all comes down to precision as a part of every single sport. Gymnastics, it yeah. is huge, right? Being precise in everything you do, every little movement. But softball is the same thing. Timing is 100%. If you're not perfect on timing, no matter how great your swing is, you're not going to be successful. So mm -hmm. I was just – it was really interesting to kind of compare how poetry um, can truly contribute to the success of an athlete if you think about it that way and how you can use those same tactics tactics in writing poetry, just a little bit more in depth than journaling, which I know a lot of athletes do, or, you know, just writing down your affirmations of the day or what it is you want to achieve, um, making it more specific and how that can help. And I think that that just is definitely something I want to continue with each athlete. So the next person I'm going to be speaking with uh, before Megan was going to be Angel McCautry. And, you know, she actually owns her own ice cream shop. And so really diving into just the business mind of how she wanted to warp that while we make ice cream. And so just, you know, those different conversations, I think, are interesting to where you learn more about the athlete, but you also get to see what it is that they do and it'd be more interactive than just a conversation. Yeah, I, I told you, I thought it was great. And I think with Thanks. athletes, they're, they're so often, um, especially big time athletes, you don't, you don't know them at all. You, do, you just see like the same old, like whatever stuff. There's no, there's no depth yeah. to what they're doing. So right. I thought that was a, a cool and different way to, to dig deep into Caitlin and what she's like. And she seems to be fairly open anyway, but, but just the process of, and again, I don't give a damn about poetry, but like the process of, of you, like, all right, I got an idea and Caitlin's trying to help you put it together. It, I yeah. thought it was really cool. Yeah, no, I thought that was, it was really awesome. And I really, I truly felt like I had a takeaway from it. So, you know, yeah. if I personally get that takeaway, I hope everyone that's watching has the same impact that it had on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you like, I, get a lot of feedback like that from people? Yeah, I mean, she shared actually a poem, it's eight minutes long, uh, called Dear Gymnastics. And I think that that was so powerful what she shared and on there I told her that I think it should be turned into a short film and she said that she was going to she thought about that and started to try to work on that and so I think again it's just you know definitely an opportunity to learn so much more about her and you, you just get really intrigued and everyone just was the comments on that was just how awesome it was to hear her poetry how cool it was to see that going back and forth you know the same as what you mentioned and so I, it was really good feedback and total viewers it was twelve thousand, so it was it was very good day one <laughs> yeah Legit, yeah yeah i told you it'd be like that i mean you get you get eyeballs and and you when i i wasn't watching it i was listening mostly i had the the phone in the stroller yeah but the times i looked it was a consistent amount it wasn't like people were coming on and dropping off when they were there it seemed like they were there for a minute yeah uh, but and also if she needs help like i said yeah <laughs> we can help her we can do that one and two uh that's exactly what i thought when you guys started having your conversation is all right well here's how this can be it's not just your poem or your thing that you started but it can be one cut up the whole thing and you can make this into more than just an ig live but 
do some stuff or YouTube or Instagram. But also my thought was before you even talked about her doing this was do that yourself, do like overlay that poem over your own thing, whatever, you know, like make it make sense to you. Uh, you could probably do that a couple of different ways. One of you just reading it and talking and then two overlaying it with softball and working out and, you know, whatever you're talking about, like that stuff makes sense. And you can create that, that chunk into much more than just one piece. Yeah. What I mean, honestly, what I wanted to do, because, you know, she invited, I don't know if you've heard that part, but she invited me to come on to her poetry series yeah. that she yeah. has on her Instagram. And so what I really wanted to do was create actually my own poem and it'd be called Dear Softball. And, you know, obviously it would be inspired by the Dear Gymnastics. So create some type of cool, just a really short video that you have a clip of her, you know, reading her poem. And it just is what inspired me to do my poem. And again, having just while you read it, maybe not necessarily a short film, but just having the clips of how my process. I mean, I have videos from when I tore my labrum and me having to go through the process of rehab and then you get to my first time being back on the field you know there I have those moments that would really document my relationship with softball and where it's taken me and the struggles I've had and I think that that um, I'm just I'm definitely 100% inspired by her and just from talking to you I always get inspired from our conversation so I definitely have a vision of how I would really want to portray this do it do it I think that would be really yeah, cool, cool. Too. and then yeah definitely and then you've also got the behind, so you have the, the finished poem piece, but you can also create a piece from the, the combo on Players Tribune, the finished or at least close to finished product you'll probably get on her Instagram live. And you guys do that in a couple of weeks or May, is it May? Is that what you guys said? Yeah, May 4th. Yeah. So you can, you can create from that. Cause I know you, you do your own stuff. So you can create the behind the scenes, the process shit is always the best. Like how you get yeah. to the end product, yeah. at least to me. Yeah. And that, yeah, that would be cool to see, even hear your thought process of like making your own poem too. Like, you know what I mean? Just walking us through that behind the scenes, not like your finished product, but like this is the behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Or, and they, so they had, yeah. what they did on the, the last slide, they did a little bit of that where uh, AJ came to, with some ideas, Caitlin helped her yeah. kind of shape and they got a, a little bit, but didn't get too far. And then if you finish that with her on her IG live, then, then you've got that whole process thing. There. Yeah, it's actually really cool too, because we, some, a fan or not, not fan, someone that was watching actually helped out the last piece. So we actually took something that they mentioned and put it in the last part of the poem. Mm -hmm. So I thought that that oh, was a cool. really cool attribute of our conversation, how it was interactive and how not just her and myself were making this poem, but also the people watching were definitely a part of uh, creating the entire poem for me yeah yeah i saw that's that. really cool yeah that's really cool they would come in and they i saw people saying lines or whatever i thought it was yeah. cool that you guys did that uh not that this is the poetry hour here but but it was really cool <laughs> like it's just a different it was you know it's it was different than than other stuff they're doing uh on players tribune you know they're having cool conversations and i love cool conversations anyway i can i can do conversations all day long but it was it was a different vibe i thought it was cool the way you took it that way Thank you. Hello again, work from homers. A quick reminder that we're giving 15% off all of our city coffee, all of our products go to ourcitycoffee.com. Use the code BS, ourcitycoffee.com. Use the code BS, get 15% off. You better have quality coffee while you're working from home. Now back to the podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> got you. I got you. Um, 
I, th I think in general, you've done a pretty good job of, of social right now, of putting stuff out. I don't even know how I came across you, but with the, we, we talked before all this craziness went down, actually. Uh, are you, yeah, you talking well, about your... Yeah, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, we were talking about the podcast that you mentioned a little bit ago, or the show that you mentioned a little bit ago. Yeah, yeah we talked... Uh, shoot it was probably early march right yeah mm -hmm. early march before everything kind of just really shut down and i was actually had a flight book to go kind of create i don't know a pilot per se uh with ashley wagner who was an olympic ice skater and then all of that just went to to nothing pretty fast because it was like the next week that they had put down the lockdown rules and she's up in boston so she was one of the first areas to just say absolutely not and so, um, yeah, no, I definitely, I would say it just, it was crazy. Cause I felt like I kind of had all my, everything was ready to go. I was so set and then boom, 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 boom. But I think it's only helping me create or give myself more time to have more creativity and really see where I want to take things. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and I remember exactly when it was, cause the NBA stuff happened like the day before, because I remember I was my girl was like, we should probably go get some food in case, you know, whatever happens. Cause people were starting to, we started seeing lines at grocery stores. So I, I sat in my car and I called you outside of Whole Foods and we were talking before I went in. Yeah. So I know it was like, just as all the craziness, but you were, you're like, all right, I'm going to go to Boston. Uh, I, you had somebody in LA. I think there was somebody in Seattle or something, but it was like all over the country. Yeah, it was all over. Yeah. And now, it was and, all over. And now you got to adjust and move forward. Yeah. But I mean, it's, I think right now what I can see is, you know, I think if stay home or at home with AJ is something that does cool. And it was, you know, season one, right? Season two out of quarantine. It's like season two out and about with AJ, right? Mm -hmm. Where now you kind of transition from this beginning stage to, okay, we can finally be out of the house now see what these athletes are doing so i think it's you know it's something that could potentially help set me up for what i was trying to originally do in the beginning i agree yeah i think the quarantine <laughs> time has helped a lot like people like yourself who are like creative i, I can tell like you're, you have a creative, creative mind, exactly has, has helped people like not think about oh i gotta travel this place i need to pack i need to train i need to do this yeah and, like wipe that off the plate and then you can just be creative again and clearly it's showing Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's like at this time, I feel like a lot of people maybe feel down, but me, I feel so inspired. I mean, I was up, I typically, before quarantine even happened, it was a struggle to get up at, you know, 7.30, 8 a.m. <laughs> but now I, just, I naturally wake up at 7.30 every morning. I, I don't know why, but I wake up and I'm on the go. I'm planning, I'm doing things and just trying to kind of put things in motion. So it's, for me, it's definitely been a, a refreshing time, even though the circumstances are rough. Uh, for me personally, it's definitely been a, a moment where, like you said, I'm able to kind of think more creatively, cre creatively because I have the time with myself to do so rather than just going, 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 going. Yeah, you're, but you're right to me. It's, it's the creatives. There's, there's so much people who are, so many people who are down and the negativity is everywhere and like, oh, I'm so bored and... Yeah. I haven't felt bored at all. No, you know, there's times where I'm second. like, oh, I'm going to go to bed early, but not bored. Yeah. It seems like the days, in my opinion, go by a lot faster now. I don't know if I'm the only person that's yeah. 
feels that way, but like I'll be doing something, I look up, it's three, look up again, it's seven. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I don't yeah. feel like I have enough time in the day to do what I want to do, even though I have so much more time to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I feel like there's, there's, um, like, I don't feel as rushed, but I feel like the, the day is going by as like faster though, like you said. Yeah. Because like I, I don't have to like drop my daughter for school, then pick her up, and then like there's all these things that I don't have to do anymore. No, it's so true. It's so true. But I mean, I've enjoyed it a lot, to be honest. Yeah. I, I mean, I would definitely like sometimes to be able to go. Oh, let's go sit down at a restaurant. <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. Or we talked about this last time is, is with us business wise is we've had, there were some times where we would already have been traveling and doing things ourselves, just like you would have been where we lose out on those, but the conversations we've had through the phone with other people has, is now much greater than, than what we had before. Cause people are sitting around their damn phones all the time. Yeah. Right. And it's, I mean, for me though, I think that, you know, the time when you're here, you have people to talk to, you have things to do. It's just another, opportunity though to really connect with people that maybe you had been before and in ways that it's just more I feel like it's more deep and it's just an opportunity for everyone to truly outline what it is that they want to achieve right this is a moment where everybody's kind of put on pause and so you kind of have this opportunity to dwell on the situation or to outline your goals and how you want to achieve that in this time and I know people you see like on Twitter and everyone's saying okay well if you don't write a book in this time you wasted your time if you haven't done this you wasted your time. <laughs> but I don't think that's true I think if you even come out of this with a better understanding of who you are and what it is that you want to do right if you're bored this is a perfect time to find out what actually excites you when you don't have to be always moving and going and maybe take what you realize you are excited about or passionate about and how can you turn that into something that's monetary? Um, you know, I'm, this is just the way my brain works. I don't know if everyone thinks like that, but you know, just, I feel like, yeah, I just think this is just a really cool opportunity to learn more about yourself. And if you have done that in this time of stillness, I think that you definitely came out with a win because now you can, even when the world starts moving again, you now know what direction you want to move. I, I totally no, that, that, yeah, that, that's, that's spot on. <laughs> yeah. But, but you're right. People don't think that way. People, that's how we think. That's not how most people think. All three of us are like, all right, let's, let's kill it while we're here and then set up steps for when this, is, this all changes to, to move back forward. But most people love negativity and bitching about the situation. No matter how good they got it, they love it. Yeah. It's definitely, what is it? Misery loves company. That's yeah, I definitely yep. think that's, uh, that's definitely true. I mean, as an athlete, you see that all the time, right? I mean, if you're not playing, those that complain about that, they're going to typically stick with the other ones that are complaining about it as well, instead of really yeah. maybe changing that direction and start talking to the people that are starting, seeing how you can change your mindset, maybe how you can learn from them to put yourself in a different position. Not everybody thinks that way. And, but you, you'll notice the ones that do are typically the ones that are successful. Yeah, 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 definitely. So you go, you play softball now, you're, you play pro softball now. We, we mentioned earlier, before we got on here, talking about playing in Akron, which is not far from where we're from. Yeah. But there ain't, you ain't making a million dollars a game playing pro softball. So I-, I, I Or here. I, yeah, I know that, I know. <laughs> I don't know what you make, but I, I'm, I know it's not a gazillion bucks. Uh, yeah. But I do think 
female sports in general are on the rise as far as money. Uh, you know, obviously there's more coming out. There wasn't pro softball however many years ago. There wasn't the WNBA 20 years ago. Uh, there, we talked about this on the last, last podcast we did. There was no, there was MMA, but at the highest level UFC, there wasn't a fight before 2000, I think 13 or something. So yeah. like female sports are at a, 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 really at the beginning, but they're on a major rise as of right now. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think people are now getting on this movement with women in sports, women athletics. And I think that people really understand or starting to understand the value. But I also feel like that is due to women using their voices a lot more. I think yeah. for so long, women have been taught or have felt like they kind of had to uh, let, let's see how things go. Hopefully this person stands up for us and this works or this works. And I think now we're all understanding that the only way for things to kind of move our direction is if we shift it that way. And mm -hmm. if we use our voices and the things that we're doing to shift it that way. And so I definitely think U.S. Women's National Team has been you know, one organization that's really taking the charge on these kind of conversations and WBA as well with things that they're doing currently right now to really set their league up and their paychecks a lot yeah. better. Um, you know, I'm friends with, the, with NECA, who is the president over there. And so she's, uh, she's been someone that I'm, you know, definitely talking to you about ways that I can also help softball. And I, I feel like it's all growing due to the fact that women in sports are kind of demanding that it happens. And I think beforehand, we, we didn't necessarily feel like we had the opportunity to do so. And I think that that's all changing and people are, are starting to pay attention. I feel like it's very early stages, yeah, but definitely. It's, at, it's at least happening. But, but I think that's so damn cool. I think that we talked to, so Jelena, who we had on our last show, she's uh, the WBA, WBC uh, featherweight boxing champ. And she's 37, she's not old, but she's still currently fighting. And she's like, I'm a pioneer in women's boxing. 20 yeah. years ago, she goes, her coach was like, I don't, it was foreign dude. I don't, I don't do women boxing. Like I don't, I don't fight with girls, you know, that kind of thing. Like that was, her, and that was the, the mindset and the thought process. And you know, this is boxing, it's different, but uh, th there's no question that all of you who are in professional sports or women's sports in general are pioneers still at this time. And I think that that creates a major opportunity moving forward. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, in my opinion, sometimes it just takes one, literally just one. It just takes yeah. one boxing coach to say, you know what? No, I agree. I think, I think women could go somewhere. I believe in you and I want to make this happen for you. It literally, or it takes one person with the tenacity to say, no, this has never been done before in women's sports or in whatever sport they're playing. You haven't seen a woman achieving this, but I want to be the first. And I, I truly take, think it takes a certain amount of gumption and just courage and pride to say, I'm going to be that first. And so, and I just, no matter how great of an athlete you are, no matter how determined you are, it's just that place of being the first and showing it is just not something everybody can do. And so I think that those people that have been pioneers, those women that have been pioneers and speaking up when they knew all they were going to get back was criticism. They knew <laughs> that they were going to get a lot of hate, but they continued to push forward knowing that they aren't doing it just for themselves. They're literally doing it for all women's sports. Um, I think it's, it's exceptional. And like I said, it just takes one. Really, I mean, in softball, 
it truly is a phrase that we always say. It just takes one. It only takes one, kid. Whenever someone's up to bat, if you go to watch a softball game, you're going to hear that at least one time. And what that saying truly means is that it literally just takes one person to change the course of the game, right? I mean, we could be down 0-3, you come up and you hit a home run, you just change the momentum. Now the momentum's on our side. Let's see what we can do with that. And I think that that's what's happening with women's sports. There's people that are stepping up to the plate, wanting to be those first, wanting to be those pioneers and trying to change momentum to now, okay, this happened in soccer. All right, basketball's going to jump on. Okay, this happened in basketball. Okay, hockey, let's jump on. It's happening. You know what I mean? It's just, it's moving. Like we're seeing what's happening and everybody's just trying to, to kind of jump on board with that momentum and continue that move, to continue to move that forward. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was, it might've been you hosting something. It was something I was, I was, it was you or somebody else where we've, I've talked to about something and you were hosting or they were hosting something. And, and the conversation was, you know, we don't get a lot, we as in women don't get a lot of respect for the hard work we put in. We put in just the same work as males. Yeah. And then I, I thought, yeah, it's probably true, but you don't show it as much either. Dudes are like, I'm working, I'm doing this, I, you know, and they've got the, the teams behind it. And you've been showing men working hard for 800 years in whatever that, that thing is. But I thought that was like, that was the first thing that came to mind. was like, oh yeah, but, but guys, make sure you see that. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, some women do too, but generally speaking, and, and it's featured and more seen as well. Yeah. No, yeah. It was probably definitely something I said. I say that all the time. I say, you know, <laughs> okay. we work just as hard as, we work just as hard as the men, but we, sure. you know, we don't get recognized for it. I make a joke and I'm saying, and hey, we look better while doing it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. you know, sure, it's probably. Just, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think I agree with you. It's not shown as much. And I think that, I think it should be. I think still, I actually, in my master's, I got my master's last year in mass communication. And for my thesis, I did it on women's sports and exactly what we're talking about, the stereotypes and the societal norms that are put in place that really kind of keep women down and not truly elevating them the way that they could be. And one of the factors that's a part of this as to why, you know, you don't see women working hard right you don't see that being portrayed as much is because we're always supposed to be portrayed it's just a framing in media women are portrayed or framed to be more delicate right it's just the history of women in general women were not supposed to play sports because they thought it was going to hurt the reproductive system like all these crazy thoughts that happen in women's sports is why we're still being held back and so now you see in society where a woman is strong she's considered manly or a woman is working really hard uh, she's considered to not be as good as the man that's working really hard it's always a comparison rather than truly just accepting the fact that this is phenomenal what she is doing in her sport let's celebrate it and so I think that in media in general why you don't see it as much is because you in, in a sense media still wants to protect this delicate version of women in sports. For, for example, what sports that women play are projected more or you see more in the media? It's ballet, it's ice skating, right? It is gymnastics. The sports where you have women in, I mean, the, no, not saying anything against what they have to wear, but in reality, right, they have to wear these tight uniforms because they need things for their sport. Like gymnastics, gymnasts would not be able to perform in anything other than Aaliyah's heart. It's just not, it wouldn't physically be possible with their sport. But why is this portrayed more? Because it is seen girly, 
right? It is seen to be in a societal placement that a woman should be doing. But then you have basketball, which is maybe considered a manly sport, or you have hockey, considered a manly sport. Why isn't this shown more? Because this is seen to be a sport for men. And so that is why, due to all the research that I've, I've done for my thesis, um, why it is you don't necessarily see those portrayed as much. And that's why I think it's so important that women are using their voices more to talk about the fact that why don't you just celebrate me and my sport? Why am I always being compared to this man? And then, you know, in U.S. Women's National Team saying, we get, people watch us more and we win more. Yet you guys are still comparing us to these men and saying we don't deserve X, Y, Z, even though our track record shows that we deserve actually far more than what they're getting. Mm -hmm. You're talking so, stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, yeah. there's just a lot of examples for that. But I think that, again, I, using the voice, you know, creating more content, yeah. I'm making it go. so that it is, it is normal to see women working out. It is normal to see the hard work that they're putting in and that respect can begin to grow for that instead of always having to compare it to the effort that a man is putting in. I agree. I agree with, with most of that. I do think that from a female perspective, it seems like you put, you put shit out there. I see that, but I see a lot of people that don't put anything out there of the hard work, the behind the scenes. It's, they might want like a lot of athletes in general they they want to put up the good looking photo but for a dude to be sweaty and grimy and like putting in that work grinding all day blah 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 like that's that's a thing where you don't see that with as many females with the like sweaty disgusting gross shirt and you don't just you just don't see that as much so from a from a back from a back end bringing forward you don't see the the process a lot and there's no question from a media perspective uh, you don't see as much of that stuff. That's just, that's just how it's been. They're not, the um, female yeah. sports don't get as much, don't get as many eyeballs, except for women's soccer. And except for, uh, we, we talked about this on the last podcast too, is UFC is equal. It doesn't matter where you are, uh, or MMA in general, specifically UFC, it doesn't matter where you are. If you're getting eyeballs, you're getting paid for it. Ronda Rousey a couple years ago was getting paid more than anybody in the UFC. Uh, I, yeah, probably more than Connor even when she first yeah, at the time. Was coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Because she got the most eyeballs. So yeah. she was able to get those eyeballs from years of, of you know, working up. She was an Olympian and then had a big, uh, big name going into the UFC, got those eyeballs, got the money. But uh, that's, that's kind of why I love UFC more than anything because it is, it is just equal, whether it be male, female, weight, that kind of thing is, is always different than other sports. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think UFC, I agree with you. I think that that's definitely a perfect example where everything's equal because at the end of the day, like the thing is what I think you'll see with so many other sports is, you know, those couch coaches is what I call them or, you know, teenage boys that always have something Welcome. to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, they always feel like they can do it better. Right. And yeah, it's kind yeah, of like yeah. this sense of with whatever sport they're watching, if it's a woman's sport, they feel like, it's something that they can do better. But UFC, you just, you realize, like, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, oh. Ronda Rousey would beat my ass. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's still so, dudes like, that think they can beat some of their asses. but Yeah, no, 100%. And, like, yeah. you know, that's never, that's never going to change. But I think the full scope in reality is just that this is just badass, what they do. For sure. And I, I wish that, and I'm hoping that the course of 
the conversation for other sports that women are playing is that it's just badass, right? Instead of it having to be like, oh, it's this a badass woman kick, you know, doing, turn around, doing these kicks, knocking this person out. It could just be, no, what she's doing is badass or what he's doing is badass. And I think once you, when you can get that narrative that UFC has established for women and men in other sports, I think that's when you'll see women's sports begin to take off the way that women take off in the UFC. Yeah. And I, I think the, the money thing is interesting because I think it's, I mean, to me, it's eyeballs. It's entertainment. All sports is entertainment. I don't think there should be equal male, female pay. I don't think that should be the case. I think it should be who has more eyeballs and who is more valuable should get more money. So if you're, if you're the WNBA, NBA, it shouldn't be equal because there's more people watching the NBA. If you're the U S women's national team, uh, soccer, and the male team, the women should be getting paid more. There's more eyeballs. If you're Ronda Rousey or you're Conor, not, not Conor McGregor, um, Justin Gaethje, who, who's supposed to fight May 9th, Ronda should pay more because Ronda should get paid more because she gets more money or gets more eyeballs. I think from, from that perspective. But I think that uh, the conversation should be, and, and a lot of times it is, is like, let's get more eyeballs on the women. Like, ladies, let's come together. Let's bring more eyeballs. Let's support if you're a pro softball player let's support the WNBA and the u.s women's national team which everyone supports them but and and vice versa is like hey you're i'm, I'm talking to NECA. like hey NECA, come to a, a softball game you're gonna play in la come to a softball game let's let's help support and make sure people are seeing what we're doing yeah 100 percent. i mean i think that you know the conversation of the chicken and the egg is always i feel like thrown out with women's sports like is it wait till they get more views and then we give them more camera time or will the camera yeah. time actually be what gives them more views yeah. and i think honestly if you want to use a, a case study i think softball college softball is a great example of that to where college softball is the fourth highest revenue making sport in college sports and the first for women. So it is literally just right under the big three, basketball, football, and baseball. And mm-hmm. that is due to the fact that it is on ESPN. The past two, three years it has been on ESPN, literally the postseason every single weekend. And people are now watching. I'll talk to people now, like you watch softball, like, yeah, I like watching college softball. <laughs> Never before had they watched softball, but they just caught one game on ESPN one day. And they're like, nah, yeah, it's actually really exciting, right? I yeah. think that if you want to have a case study, if you just look at college softball and the amount of views that that's gotten and how the past couple of years has actually exceeded what the views that the baseball World Series has had, I think you'll see that women's sports are exciting and people want to watch it. You just have to give them an opportunity to watch it. And I think that that's where things have kind of failed. And if, you know, I think if, again, if you have, you show a little bit more, then of course that's when the advertising comes in. That's when more money comes in. And that's when the pay will, the pay will go up and you can't expect you know, I think when women say we want equal pay, we're not saying, no, I don't, I don't expect to be paid $50 million. Like many, like, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to be paid like Bryce Harper. That's not what I'm asking you. Yeah. I'm asking yeah. you to be paid for my value. That's it. The value of what is being brought in, I would like to be paid for that. And so uh, I think that, but th- at the same time, right, you have to see that value. And like I say, it only takes one. It only takes one network to say, you know, what, we're going to bet on women's sports. Yep. We're going to put on this, this, that. And that's what ESPN did and watch what happened with softball. And so yep. I think that 
the same thing can happen for uh, for so many other sports if just networks make that same decision. Yeah, I think it's a network. I think yeah, obviously the network and you have the eyeballs too. But have you guys ever heard um, of like the cross? Like, because UFC is like men and women fight at the same time, alternating. It's kind of all combined, and I yeah. think that's what also helped them grow. Yeah, um, you know, females in the sport. Have there been any talks of like? softball baseball games together men women soccer base or games together WNBA and nba games same night to grow the like the fan base from that standpoint i mean i think that, that that's really smart i don't there hasn't been any conversations i've talked to some people at mlb really trying to get them on board with softball you know i wish that there was the same dynamic that the nba and the WNBA has had because i think that that's definitely contributed to their rise of popularity and, you know, the way that they've grown as a league. Uh, but, you know, currently right now, there hasn't been anything that really is bringing softball and baseball together the way that I wish it would. And, you know, I mean, you, you don't see major league baseball players shouting professional softball players out the way you see NBA players shouting NBA, out. NBA, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they attend I mean? it and stuff and they support it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The support is just, com it's completely different. And so I don't, I don't know who is going to be, the person to take that charge, but I agree with you. I think if you just all of a sudden had, I don't know, Francisco Lindor or Mike Trout come to a professional softball game and you had all eyes on that, I think people would be invested in, oh, okay, well, what's going on? What are, what are they watching? Why do they like, you know what I mean? I think there'd be, yeah. again, it would be more conversation uh, the way there is with other sports. So I think that's a great idea. I think one thing that maybe people would talk about is just the length. Because, you know, UFC fights are not as long as a baseball game or a softball yeah. game. And so it, I think that would maybe be the only discussion piece. But I think that that's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I think it's like – or I mean, like, it doesn't even have to be all the time. But, like, every once in a while just to some get people interested. Yeah, some crossover. Or, like, you know, even in a baseball stadium, I think the MLB average is like 27,000 in a stadium per game, right? there's a lot of room for other people like how much would they love filling up the stadium and what do you guys average in yours you know what i mean like an extra it's called five <laughs> it's called an extra but even an extra five thousand people buying tickets and buying concessions are is a lot you know yeah no i, mean, I think that's a great idea i mean even even a situation where it could even if it wasn't necessarily with like the mlb team with the the minor league teams that they have, I mean, they get some of those fields get crazy amount of fans out those out at those games. And so, you know, just the cross in between the two, I, I do think would be a good, a really good idea. And I will, I will put that on the yeah. table. Yeah. Put, put, yeah, put that, put that in motion. Would you? <laughs> I, I talked to a WNBA player yesterday and she was, she said, we might not have a season this year. There's talks of that even though the yeah. WME draft is, is tomorrow. And, she, and I go like, what, you know, why, why, why wouldn't they just do it? And I'm sure there's, there's, you know, NBA, WNBA aren't usually at the same time. It's usually like ending and then starts WNBA season. I said, why wouldn't they just right. do, you get that, that big time NBA rub. If you're, especially if they do a, a destination thing where everyone's in Vegas and they play in front of no fans or whatever it ends up being. But if it's like, WNBA primetime Tuesday night, NBA Wednesday night, WNBA Thursday night, NBA Friday night. Like that's, that could be so big for them to have a big showcase like that. Yeah. I think it just, you know, you're talking about like postseason. No, well, postseason NBA, regular season WNBA. Cause it, it, 
lines up at the same time and now everything's so pushed back. Yeah, no, I think that definitely could work because, you know, I, they use the same facilities for the same court. That's for why. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it would work at the same season, but I do think, you know, you have postseason basketball where obviously not all the teams are involved and you have these, yeah. like you said, these destinations that they go and play. Um, I do well, think that that would that that definitely brings excite especially i think just the ease of everything kind of being in one space almost like all-star right you have all-star weekend where everyone knows to come to this one area if you want to watch yeah. the best of the best uh you know having that i think would be just even just even maybe like a portion you know how maybe all-star weekend be all-star week and you just sure. have a little bit a little bit more to show for it with WNBA also being a part of that instead of it being separate yeah, well, and I, I'm more meant because of the, the current situation, whereas there's talks of w, or the NBA going to Vegas and everyone just staying in one on the strip and playing in one arena. And then they could do the same thing with the WNBA and everyone's in Vegas, all, all teams for the WNBA, all teams from the NBA, because it's more than likely there's not going to be fans for months, even when they start. So if you're there, why can't you on the, on the court? All right, Cavs play the Lakers at 8 p.m. at 5 p.m. are the Sparks versus the Lynx or whatever, you know, like have all this go in together. So you're watching just basketball. You know, there's NBA, WNBA, but it's just basketball. And you get I mean, that hey, NBA rub. No, I agree. I mean, I think right now with there being no sports, <laughs> like people want to watch sports. So, you know, yeah. you have that just going back and forth that way. I, I agree. I kind of feel like it's, it's failure proof. <laughs> yeah. I agree. And, and you get that NBA rub, which is as big as it gets to get those people there. And they're talking about it and yada, yada. Who knows if, who knows if there is going to be a season, who knows if there'll be an NBA season, there probably will be, but who knows what that'll even look like. This is, this is all going to be so different. Oh, we talked, so we talked about this, uh, Timmy and I, on a, a, a couple podcasts ago about the potential MLB stuff, what they might do where they go like the seven inning games and have, there might be teams in Arizona and teams in Florida and like double all these headers. crazy ideas, double yeah. headers. I, I think that would be huge. I think, uh, as, as you said, Timmy, MLB needs a nice little shot in the butt too themselves. I saw it. Kind of uh, breaking up there, man. I am. Oh no. Or is that me? Yeah, you are. No, I think yeah, I think it's him. Yeah. Son of a bitch. I was just talking okay, about the, the Major League Baseball stuff and uh, seven inning games and double headers. And I saw in Korea, I think it was the Korean League, they had their starting baseball back up and no fans. And they have like weird mannequins and robot fans. Robot, you know what it is? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, before, yeah. I was going to say, before we get out of here, uh, because I want to cut this in like 15-ish. That'll be an hour. Uh, hosting and doing different things that you do. Uh, I, you did some of that in college even, right? Yeah, that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I started doing all of that in college. I had a show. I called it My Way with AJ. And I just it was just a little YouTube show, nothing serious. But, I mean, one of the videos got – I don't know, almost 400,000 views on YouTube. It was a one versus baseball where baseball players had to come in. They had to try to hit off the get, uh, off of Carly Hoover, a pitcher at the time for softball. They had to try to steal off of Savannah. 
or they couldn't take the lead. And so it was, uh, it got a lot cool. of, um, a lot of views. And I did one with Ashley Nat, who was a really great gymnast at the time at LSU. And then another one up with a basketball player. And so, yeah, those actually did really, really well. But I like college, that you started so. early. Huh? Like you, I like that you started so early and you thought, this is something I want to do. Maybe you weren't thinking strategically so much, or it was like, hey, I want to do this right now and this will be cool. But I think you starting there probably helped you and you're pretty damn good doing it where you are now and, and evolving with it. Yeah, I mean, I've always loved being on camera. And, you know, it was so interesting because before I even started pursuing this, I wanted to be a sports agent. Hmm. And so, I mean, I'd always, I just, I'm very good at proving my point, I feel like. So I always thought kind of getting getting a law degree and, you know, moving forward with that with sports would be something that would be really interesting. But it wasn't until my senior year, actually, in college when Jessica Mendoza, who she played softball for Stanford and then Team USA and is now a on-air broadcaster. She was with MLB. And so she kind of told me, she's like, I think you'd be really good on camera. I was mm. like, yeah, you know, I probably would, huh? <laughs> she's like, yeah. She's like, I really think you should pursue it. I really do. And I was like, okay. And so then I like just started moving more into it and started doing more things. And that's why I went back to school and got my master's degree in mass communication um, and broadcast journalism. And so, yeah, it was, that was kind of the time when I just kind of went full throttle for being on air. And honestly, I always loved it, always enjoyed it, had fun with it, but I just never really thought of a career with it. And so it was like, you know, YouTube stuff was just for fun. Like I just had a really yeah. cool idea. I was like, let's do it. And so then, you know, to kind of take that into, okay, let's see if I can just do it and maybe make money for it. That would be fun. So, yeah. <laughs> I did. I think I think you do a good job. And I think I like how you're not. Yes. Uh, you're doing a lot of stuff with females, but it's not. I like the softball stuff's cool, but I like how you're not just pigeon your hole in pigeon pigeonholing yourself into softball and talking to other sports and doing some other things as well. As, as I said, when we first talked on oh, the yeah, phone. Oh yeah, 100%, I mean, my goal. Go ahead. Oh no, sorry, it broke up, so go ahead, finish. <laughs> Damn it. No, I was gonna say, as I, when we talked on the phone the first time, I, you, you made a comment about, I forget how you worded it, I don't even know if I wanna say exactly what you said, but you said something like, I'm a female in sports, so just keep that in mind, as far as like, budget and, and money you make and I said I think that's actually a big opportunity yeah. for you to flip that narrative uh, and think bigger I don't it was something like that is what we said ish but I think that there is that big opportunity and you can you can I think you can really be big big oh I think I can be big big too I mean I have I know exactly where it is yeah my end goal is and now it's just trying to dig out the path to get there but i i have my end goal and it's definitely i always think big when no matter what i think about and so yeah yeah thank you i appreciate you saying that and yeah when i said i was a female in sport it was just yeah again on budgeting <laughs> i know and I, I, get it. I get it and i want all, to achieve all these things yeah I don't have all but i you know you know but but and we know and we go from a marketing perspective and we've worked with females and males and brands and both sides and blah 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 and we know there's a big market for females in sports to to make money it's not uh especially outside of the sports you know like from the hosting perspective 
you know, yes. like we're not, we haven't negotiated contracts in softball, but from a, from a brand perspective and an off, off the court, off the field perspective, there's no doubt there's money to be had in females in sports. Oh, a hundred percent. And I definitely think now is the time. I think people are truly setting out plans to devote to women in sports. I think that yep. there's no better time to really try to start that than right now. And so I'm excited to have met both of you because I mean, I'm ready to take off and I, I have so many ideas. I just create decks for fun because I just have all these <laughs> things I want to do. And so right now it's just a matter of getting it in front of the right person and the person that really wants to help make it take off because I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we told you when we talked to, you know, we sent us some stuff and we, we sent it to some brands that we know and you saw the one brand that we talked to and they were like, we love it, but with the craziness going on, let's hold off and talk in two months. So there's there's clearly interest in some of the stuff, some of the ideas you have uh, from a brand and a big, big brand yeah. perspective too. I'm excited. I think that, you know, and also what I'm doing now, I feel like with At Home with AJ really is a little bit of a, like a proof of concept. And then, you know, to take that into video form and to do even more with it, I think that, well, I hope that brands really see the value that I think 100% is, is in the conversations that I have with oh, these amazing women that are in sports. Yeah. I, I just thought of this too. Why not take those, uh, if you want to start doing podcasts and creating this into a podcast, why not take those conversations you had with the Caitlin conversation and the future conversations, cut those up, use just the audio and put it, start, your, start the podcast from there. My two cents. Anyway, do it or don't do it. Either way, why not? Why not do it? Yeah, why not? Yeah. All right, AJ, we appreciate your time. Timmy, anything else? Nope. Thank you. Goodbye.